Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Shrews Views, brought to you in association with the Catlin Toaster Man. My name is Johnny Jury. I am back alongside Salop main man Ollie Westbury to reflect on what has been a pretty good week for Salop and a look forward to what is going to be a busy weekend for the hierarchy at Shrewsbury, certainly for Ollie Westbury, um, and certainly a few Salop fans are going to make that long trip up to Carlisle on Saturday. Ollie, you had a busy weekend last. It's going to be back-to-back busy weekends for you because I know you had a busy one last weekend. How are you, my friend? Nice and I'm fresh. Right. I'm all right, thank you. I'm I'm okay. I'm 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 reeling on the back of my my tour of Lancashire, um, which was which was good fun. Um, so yeah, two football games in the weekend, um, two wins, two big W's for the teams that I covered, which is always good. Makes it nicer to cover. Um, so I'm doing okay, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah, you got How was your week off? It was all right, mate. Didn't do a lot. Played a lot of golf. A lot you of golf. Yeah, I tailed off towards the end. I think I over got I was over golfed by the end of my week off. I needed to come back to work, I think. Um uh, yeah, bit of time off, went to the beach, did a bit of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, kept an eye on on Salop and obviously West Brom. Um, as Shrewsbury fans will know, but kept an eye on Salop. Great result on uh, on Saturday. Which we're uh, which we're going to come come on to. So obviously a busy weekend for you, Ollie. Stayed up in Lancashire, I believe. Little yep. nice little premier yep. in up there. Nice working weekend for you. How was that Saturday night? Did you have a few? I know you were at Burnley Villa on Sunday. Did you venture out to Burnley? A couple of pints in Burnley on Saturday night, or was it a quiet one? Um, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> as you as you will well know, and probably listeners to the podcast probably won't quite be aware, but Saturday is is our busiest day uh, in terms of uh, work. Um, so after a game finishes on a Saturday, um, I generally have four, three or four stories that I need to write for Monday's paper. So it's usually on a home day, it can usually be done for about nine o'clock, half past nine. But on an away day when there's travelling involved, you know, you're, you're usually working into your day off on a Sunday morning. So so it was a busy one for me. I grabbed some food on the way back from Fleetwood as I was heading across. I was going to say, I don't even know. You know how you like you normally say you're heading across like the Pennines or a mountain range? I ain't got a clue what I was heading across. But I was heading across north. country. I was heading from Fleetwood to Burnley and I stopped off to get some food and then I checked into the hotel and I rattled out the the rest of my, my, my analysis piece for Monday's paper. Um, I kind of watched the football highlights. I had match of the day on in the background, so I was chilling. Really, it was chilling. It was good. Rock and roll lifestyle. What a rock and roll lifestyle, fans. Right, we'll talk about that. That day at Fleetwood, really. Um, coming back to Shropshire with the three points with Salop. Ollie um, saw a few of the highlights. Uh, Dan, Dan Udo there scampering away from Fleetwood defenders to to give Salop. There weren't, many, there weren't many Shrewsbury highlights, were there? <laughs> well, we'll come. We'll certainly come on to uh, to those or, or not. Um, on the face of it, all just looks like a a gritty and ugly win. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I or called, would you use I, some stronger vocabulary? I called the, the the game against Stevenage. I called that game, and I saw. Um, and this one wasn't particularly too much different. I had an interesting chat with Dave Edwards about this yesterday when 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 talking to him about his column, and he says that Fleetwood is one of the most is a really difficult place to go, and that even the best football inside struggle to go to Fleetwood and and, and play 
you know, fluent football. It's an intimidating atmosphere. They're kind of very aggressive. They play a high tempo. Um, so I do think, and, and Stevenage were the same, to be fair. It was a kind of, it's a small ground, but you kind of, I always find that in the smaller grounds that are quite full, the atmosphere feels just a little bit more full on. Whereas like, you know, when you go to like places like MK Dons last year, and it's a huge, massive ground, but there's no sod in it. It's, the atmosphere is less intimidating. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a tough game. It was a tough game for Shrews. And, you know, I think it's been well reported throughout the week and over the weekend that town, well, they got lucky, really, didn't they? To be fair, they weren't at their best. Um, and kind of by hook or by crook, they got over the line. They certainly did get over the line. There was obviously big, you know, big positives to take. I had a bit of a read this morning on Matt Taylor's reaction to the game. Obviously, Dan Udo got the goal, first goal back from from his injury. Obviously, he's played a big part in the opening games of the season. I suppose the the, the story and the headlines were about more about Dan on on Saturday. You know, coming back from such a lengthy layoff. You know, it must be so pleasing for him um, and for Matt Taylor really that you know he's got himself on the score sheet and. And hopefully now we can sort of hit a bit of a run that we've seen him do in the past. Well, it was interesting, actually, because I was talking to our uh, chief sports writer yesterday, Mr. Matt Mayer, who has been covering me over the last few weeks while I've been off on my jollies. And it was we basically had, apart from the timing of the goals, had an identical game whereby I don't think either team played particularly well. But Wolves were the same way in their striker, kind of who's been out for a year with an ACL injury, got his first goal oh, back sure. in competitive What's action. Happened? In the same way that Dan Udo got his first back, first goal back in competitive action, so we were we we were kind of talking about it, and I suppose that that was the story of the day from from Highbury Stadium. You know, I mean, it was a it really was a well taken goal. It was the real moment of quality. He had a long game. time to think about. He it, had a he? long, long time. You know, his first touches were good. The way he got them out of his feet, he showed great athleticism, and he was on the rampage, wasn't he? As he kind of charged through their half, and you know. It must be hard to run with a ball to beat the defenders in a foot race while you've got the ball at your feet as well. But you know they never look like catching him really. And then and then I suppose when you're running, at, you've been running at full tilt for so long. When you get close to the penalty area, you then have to slow yourself down and compose yourself for the finish. So I really do think that so much credit needs to go to Dan Udo. I must admit I was quite quite surprised by how open. Fleetwood had left themselves. I mean, he, the guy who slipped was pretty much not far away from on the edge of his own box when he fell over. Yeah. Not edge way, of his own, on the edge of Shrewsbury's box, sorry. And there was just nobody behind him covering him. And it just kind of felt like they'd, and obviously it was from a from a Fleetwood corner, they had left themselves incredibly vulnerable to a counter-attack with, you know, one slip. And there was just nobody, was there? I was quite astounded, really, that they'd kind of managed to to kind of leave themselves so open for that. Um, but the way he took it was brilliant. It was a great moment. It was great that, that he scored it in front of the Shrewsbury Town fans. Um, and Taylor was rightly, very, very rightly, right to to kind of compliment him um, after the game as well. Yeah, I know you said there, you know, it wasn't, it was a bit of an eyesore performance again, like at Stevenage. But was there any, anyone who did sort of stand out? I'm guessing it was a, you know, back to the wall defensive job at times for Salah. Was there anyone who, who stood out for you? Donkley. Shay Dunkley, yeah. probably. I think Dunkley he's, was excellent. He's on my list, really, as things to talk about. Him, how, how can it be underestimated, not underestimated, how big it is having him back? Obviously, he's already got yeah. himself on the score sheet this season, you know, captain. You know, how 
how have you seen his his return? Is it seems like one of the most vital cogs in the in the wheel for Taylor? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's quite odd because I missed the first two games of his return because I was <laughs> on holiday. Um, so I didn't see the first two games, um, but I gather he played pretty well and he scored, didn't he, um, in one of them. So, you know, it, it's great to have him back. He played 46 League One games the last season. He was absolutely outstanding for Shrewsbury Town in the centre of the back three. I actually, and I've just wrote a piece, I've just written a piece on this um, for, for, I'm not sure if it's tomorrow or Wednesday's paper because I'm off tomorrow. It's my day off after the weekend. And talking about Tom Flanagan, I actually thought Tom Flanagan had made a really good start to the season playing in the middle of the back three. I think he looked more comfortable in there. Um, but, you know, Matt Taylor made, made, has kind of made no apologies for having competition for places in the squad. And he, he's kind of, you know, he's had to make a tough call. Shay Dunkley, I mean, he, he is a real physical presence and, you know, he's so powerful and physical when it comes to his defending and the way he headers the ball out. So, you know, he's a defender first and he does it very well. So he, he's an integral cog. I, I, I do feel it's slightly disappointing to have your captain and your centre-half that put in a really, really good display on Saturday, given the fact that we were playing against 10 men for the vast majority of that game. I would have liked Town to have, to. I mean, Matt Taylor used the words prodded and probed the opposition better himself. That Those are the words that he said they could have used the ball. And he's under no illusions himself, you know, Taylor. I think he was aware of, you know, perhaps the poor performance levels of the team on, I don't, not the performance, you don't want to criticise them too much because, you know, at the end of the day, they went out there and they did the job that was needed to be done. But you just kind of felt like they were riding their luck a little bit. And I suppose the the big point or the wider point and the wider implications for me is that if they, you know, that's OK. You are you are allowed to play poorly and win because all teams have to play poorly and win. But I suppose that eventually, if you, if you continue to play poorly away from home, like you will start to get punished. Um, and they got away with it, I suppose, on Saturday was, was the way what, what, what I kind of took from it. They got away with it. They got a vital three points, exceptional goal from Udo. Um, but, you know, given the fact they were playing against 10 men, I would have liked to have seen them control the outcome of that game where there was one team in the ascendancy, really, and that was Fleetwood. Um, and the only time really you felt like you could breathe a sigh of relief, and this kind of probably paints another picture, is that when they went down to nine men, you thought, oh, right, OK, not... We, not even we can manage to balls it up from here. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting point you make certainly about that away stuff. I just want to talk, you mentioned there about Tom Flanagan. Obviously, he's found himself out of the team um, at the moment, given sort of Dunkley's form and summer recruits. That if you look at Salem comparing them with the last season, that's probably a key difference in that department. In the case that the back three of Pennington, Flanagan, and Dunkley virtually named themselves every week. One, yeah. because they were playing well, and two, because there was just no depth there. Whereas now, I suppose something's got to give now that they've got more uh, in terms of personnel to call upon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean for sure. Um, yeah, Which is only a positive, right. I suppose. Yeah, like yeah, 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 it's only a positive. I, mean, I was watching the EFL during my trip to, to Burnley on the weekend. I was watching the EFL goal show, you know, as you do, you know, commitment, commitment, doing my research on uh, all the other teams. And I did actually see Blackburn, uh, Blackpool and I wasn't sure if Pennington was playing. I, I haven't chased it up or anything, but I couldn't. I was desperately trying to spot him in, in there. And I wasn't sure if maybe he was carrying an injury or something, but whether he's on the bench. But he didn't look as if he was playing because they've not had the best start of the season. I don't think. Um, so yeah, 
um, excellent. You know, it, it does show that there's a bit more, there's a bit more, um, you know, competition for places at the back. I thought Joe Anderson had a difficult afternoon um, at Highbury. Having said that, um, I think he's been impressive so far this season. Um, and you can't, you can excuse him. Um, uh, uh, an off day, I thought Ryan Graydon, who played on the right for Fleetwood, was quite tricky. He had a bit of pace and he turned him a couple of times and got to the byline and got crosses over. So, you know, I thought it was a difficult afternoon, probably his most challenging afternoon in a Shrewsbury shirt. But one thing he does do is that because he's left footed, he brings that balance to the back three that perhaps that, you know, last year at times we were missing, um, you know, the fact that he's left footed and uh, and it's comfortable when the ball gets over there and he can play it into the channels. And, you know, it's angles and stuff, isn't it, at times when you've got right footed players playing on the left side of a back three. Um, so, yeah, um, I thought he did very well. Um, sorry, no, it wasn't quite at his best, but I think he has done pretty well. And probably say the same for Morgan Feeney. He wasn't particularly bad, but there was a there was an occasion in the second half where he kind of he spent too much time dwelling on the ball and he had it pinched off him. And next thing you know, the ball was in the back of the net and they were celebrating. And then thankfully the linesman's flag went up uh, and town weren't really punished for it. So, you know, the positive is that they've got three points whilst not playing well and there's still lots of areas to improve. Bearing in mind, they've won three out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Results-wise, it's uh, it's been a good start. Matthew Pennington was an unused sub in Blackpool's 3-0 defeat to Lincoln on Saturday. Well, so that's to... And so, yeah. he, might be in, he might be in the side next time. Yeah, potentially. Um, just on a negative, I want to talk Jordan Shipley. Uh, Salah oh, fans yeah. would have seen the story on the, the back page of the Swap Star today. Salah was sort of sweating on his fitness, waiting for results of sort of tests and scans um, this week. Oh, it sounds serious. When Shrewsbury tend to get an injury to a key player, it never seems to be a knock. It always seems to be a serious one. And given that Shipley has been asked, very good performance since he arrived last summer. If it is lengthy, it's going to be a huge blow. Yeah, I I, I spoke to Jordan after the game, actually. I bumped into him in the tunnel. Um, so we went down to speak to the manager and we were kind of waiting outside of the room, I believe, <laughs> from what I gather. Um, Fleetwood's manager, is it Scott, Scott Brown? It is, Scott, it? Scott Brown, Brown, yeah. He's an angry man at the best of times. Apparently he was absolutely furious um, after the game. Um, so we were waiting uh, outside the press room and it was uh, and Jordan kind of hobbled along with his crutches and his knee brace and and kind of I stood with Stuart John Don from the BBC and we we kind of asked him oh, what what do you think he said oh yeah it's it's really 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 sore and I said to him oh I thought it was just a clash of knees and he said something to me and I can't quite remember what he said but it it was something about it went it went up uh, as I went up it was straight it was bent and then as I came down my knee was straight and as soon as he said that I thought to myself and he was kind of like no it was an off the ball not non-contact injury I thought ah they don't tend to be good and yeah so he looked distraught as he went off. He's a really nice chap, Jordan Shipley is. Whenever I've had dealings yeah. with him, he's quite a quiet chap. Um, you don't, you wouldn't really expect that from him when you when you see him on the football pitch. Yeah, he's quite he unassuming. Wears, isn't he? Yeah, he wears he wears his heart on his sleeve when he's on the pitch. But he's quite a quiet, humble lad that kind of gets on with his gets on with his business. So you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for him that it's not too bad. Um, you know, nobody wants to see anybody go through the kind of thing. The uh, the bad the bad longer term injuries that poor George Nurse has gone through over the last couple of years and 
you know, Shrewsbury seems, if, if, if it is the worst and it is a bad injury, then Shrewsbury seem to be picking them up in terms of knee injuries. I don't know whether there's a trend or something. It's not, you know, it's... Put, put a curse of, of some sorts. Needs to be a, a cleansing down in the Montgomery. The curse of the left knee. Feels like yeah. it's everyone's left knee. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's disappointing. We'll talk um, transfer window just at the end of the show, but um, or deadline day. If... It does turn out to be lengthy. Do you think that may alter the plans for the next few days in terms of before the deadline for for Matt Taylor and for Mickey Moore? Yeah, because he's quite he's a versatile versatile player. Shipley, are you asking playing. Are you asking me for my opinion what will happen, or are you asking me for what I think will happen? Bit of both. Bit of both. Uh, that's the same thing, actually. What my opinion or what I think will happen? Sorry, so, your opinion. What we'll start with your opinion. <laughs> yeah, sorry, your so, opinion. So my opinion is that if, if Jordan Shipley get if it's a bad one, he's going to be out for an extended period of time. My opinion is that they should try and find a replacement. Um, I said it to Dave yesterday when I was chatting to him about town and when we were chatting things through and I said, oh, well, Mal Benning's already the replacement of the replacement. So now we're going to have to bring in the replacement of the replacement replacement left wing back um, to try and provide some form of cover for for Shipley if, if, if he is going to be out for a significant period of time. It seems as though those wing back areas are, are, are really the problem for town. So from a personal perspective, my opinion is that they, they will need cover. It's a long season and just think, you know, well, the chances are if you don't bring in a, a replacement left wing back, Mal Benning has effectively got to get through three games a week for the next 45 or however many, 43 League One games plus cup games plus Papa John's trope, like who, who else, what what other option have they got that, uh, unless one of the young lads comes on and surprises and, uh, and kind of comes on a bit quicker. So I would have said that the chance, I mean, he might get a knock and then who plays at left wing back? You're going to be playing right-footed players on the left side. They always feel like that. That doesn't help that much. The, the practicality of whether it'll happen, I don't know. I don't know where they are with the budget. Uh, Matt Taylor has gone on record to say that they have funds available if they can find the right player and if they will come directly into the starting lineup. It'll all depend on, you know, we know that Jordan Shipley's had a scan today, I don't know if it's this morning or this afternoon. They're hoping to get the results of that scan tomorrow. And if that is the case, they can then go on to formulate some plans of what they're going to do between now and the and the Friday evening deadline at 11 pm. I would have thought they would try try to get somebody in, but where the finances are and whether where they, where they are with their squad at the moment, whether that will dictate it or not, I don't actually really know. I suppose it's one of them. You have to just sort of wait and see how, uh, how the deadline date plays out. I just want to talk about um, two new boys, really, um, on Saturday. 60, I think they were 62nd-minute substitutes. We had Max Matter, who uh, overcome his, his little knock, um, obviously on the back of his visa issues being sorted um, after arriving from Ireland. And then I had to double double glance at this one last week, as many Salad fans did, the uh, the loan signing of Kieran Phillips, not Killian Phillips. I did have not to, to be confused. Not to I be did confused. Have to, yeah, I did have to have a double take when I was scrolling through Twitter uh, in the middle of last week. Um, they come on, oh, obviously, you know, tough game to come on into, given that, you know, players being sent off and a scrappy affair. But any first impressions of the pair? Um... Or was it hard? I suppose maybe hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was talking to Theo Robinson from the BBC. Is it Theo Robinson from the BBC? The one who does the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him about to him about this on on Saturday, and he, he was saying that in a game like that, it's so difficult to get up to the pace of the game. Um, you know, it's a frantic game. Uh, it was high tempo, um, and they probably didn't quite make the impact that they would like. Um, having said that, I'm I'm not completely aware of how much football they've had. I know Max Matter was in the middle of the se- of the season from where he's come from um, in Ireland. However, he's now not played for four weeks because of the visa issues and the calf strain that he had. So, yeah, he's not played for a while and you kind of feel like throwing him into a cauldron in a game like that where, you know, Fleetwood was scrapping for absolutely everything. You know, they haven't, they haven't won a game yet this season, so they weren't about to turn over and just let Shrewsbury just just run away with it easy easy so you know I, I i would probably like to have seen a little bit more from the pair you know on their on their you know first Shrewsbury town appearances um however we must we mustn't judge them after one game we must give them a chance yeah. to kind of come in um settle down i mean kieran phillips i mean he only met his teammates on thursday for the first time didn't he um we i bumped into him at the training ground on uh, on thursday he just he was it was funny actually because we had a load of embargoes and stuff for the for the Kieran Phillips thing. Um but we didn't really know about it for a period and the next thing you know we walked out and said, Oh, I've signed my I've signed my contract. And then uh, obviously the Shrewsbury Town head of media had to come around and say, Yeah, that's embargoed. You can't write about that just yet. Um which was quite funny. Um so he did okay. He did okay, Kieran Phillips did. Um they they, they did okay. Um but I think we will. From what I gather, is it's the comp. There was a lot of competition for Phillips, um, so we will just have to keep our fingers crossed that you know that competition kind of suggests that he's a really good player and that he'll, he'll come on and, and 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 he'll do a good job for for Shrewsbury. But Town certainly seem well. The hierarchy certainly seem incredibly pleased that they've got him. Um, I don't. Think he'll start a game for a little while because I know he has been struggling with, with with injury and he's probably not had as much of a preseason as as many people um, will have had. So you know they'll be building him up slowly. I'm sure. Yeah. Want to uh, want to keep an eye on. Time for a, a quick shout out for our sponsors, um, Kettle and Toaster Man, the uh, graded product specialist in Briley Hill. Uh, they are the proud sponsors of the uh, Shrewsviews podcast and all our podcasts here at MNA Media. Um, Ollie, we mentioned that transfer deadline day is coming up um, on Friday. It's always used to be on the 31st of August, but for some reason it's on the 1st of September this week. So everyone's going to have a busy Friday and a frantic Saturday. It couldn't be a busier 48 hours for yourself. Uh, it's promises to probably be a busy one for Salah. And then you've got the trip to Carlisle, which we'll talk about right at the end, but it's not ideal. Um, has Matt Taylor given anything away in terms of how many he wants to bring in? You know, if we can expect a lot of activity on Friday, that's what fans always crave, isn't it? You know, a busy deadline day. But is that something that you foresee in terms of incomings? I certainly don't think it will be busy. No, I don't expect it to be. You know, I think last uh, last year they signed Carl Winchester, Christian Sadie, and Rob Street. I mean, to be fair, they had signed Rob Street about three days before, um, but they didn't announce it till deadline day. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't expect it to be busy. I don't expect there to be lots going on. I think it, 
they may get a replacement left wing back if the news for Jordan Shipley is that he's going to be out for an extended period, you know, and then maybe, only maybe, and this is not based on anything I know, but they may look at getting one more, but the budget might not stretch that far. Um, so we will, we will, we will have to see. He will be quizzed on this, undoubtedly, I am sure, uh, at the presser on Thursday afternoon. Um, well, that's when it normally is anyway. Um, I'm not sure whether I'm going to that because I'm on Villa duty on Thursday night um, in the Europa Conference League. So You're everywhere. Um, you are at the moment, aren't you? I know, I know, yeah. Yeah, right, the, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. I'm getting their money's worth out of me, aren't they? So shipping, shipping, shipping me off all around the country. Well, I might have to do the presser and then do the Villa game. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, see what the... You're like a versatile player. You're like a Jordan Shipley or a Carl Winchester, aren't you? you yeah, 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 positions. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm more of a Rakeel. I see myself more as a Rakeel Pike. Rakeel Pike, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played everywhere answer. last year, didn't he? he did. <laughs> in terms, you mentioned there, you know, there's not going to be much in the way of of incomings. Um, just, you know, hypothetically putting you in Matt Taylor and, and Mickey Moore's position, if they were to bring one in on Friday and you had the choice of what position it would be, where would you where would you see it? The position is that pro- is that providing we've signed a replacement left wing back? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Put that one to one side. I would. I, I think we need a midfielder, personally. Somebody. I think at the moment we've got a a good balance nucleus of the side, and I think we've got the two num. Well, I think the, the way the numbers work in football always confuses me. So we've got Kenna Holding, and then we've got the two more advanced midfielders in Taylor Perry and Tom Bayliss. Um, at the moment, I'm not sure that. I'm not sure those two players would play in a kind of in a, in a two-man holding midfield. Um, I no. think probably the best option for that at the moment is Carl Winchester, but obviously he's playing at right wing back in the absence of Elliot Thorpe, who is also out injured. So that's probably, you know, what I what I would foresee really. Um, so I would have thought a central midfielder would be the place, if anywhere, that Shrewsbury are going to try to look to strengthen if they get the opportunity to. They might not. There's been talk of Matt Taylor wanted another forward. I don't see how five forwards is going to do anything other than create your massive headaches, to be honest with you. Um, I know there's injuries from time to time, but um, yeah, at the moment they're all fit. And I know there's a chance that you never know how Dan Udo is actually going to be, given given how, how long he's been out for. But five centre forwards just seems perhaps, I mean, a, a li- maybe a little bit excessive. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Tell me if you think I'm I'm wrong there. But it's a, it's a lot of centre forwards. Yeah. You, normally managers are looking for the two in each position, aren't you? Which sort of lends yourself to, to look at, at maybe four. But outgoings, Ollie, can we expect any outgoings at all? Or is there any sort of any room for manoeuvre in terms of that, in terms of maybe people going out on loan or, or has there been any interest? No, not as far as I'm aware. Um, yeah, not as far as I'm aware without goings. Um, it seems someone like Travis Hearns is going to be a, a part of the first team squad now. I think now. so, yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be, I don't even, I don't think, I wrote a story about young players going out on loan. I don't, I don't think Travis Hearns is actually part of that discussion. When I wrote that story, I kind of assumed that he might be, but, I generally think that Travis Ernst is going to have his part to play over the course of this season um, on the pitch for Shrewsbury. And to be fair to him, when he played at Ellen Road, he looked pretty comfortable on the ball, given you know the atmosphere and the cauldron that playing at Ellen Road in front of a, a, a record-breaking 
first round Carabao Cup attendant. So I think he's likely to be involved. Outgoings, I'm not sure. As far as I'm aware, Matt Taylor said to us that he doesn't expect any outgoings. Um, I think to take that as 100% there won't be, I think would be perhaps a touch naive because things in football change very quickly uh, and, and, you nev- and you never know. Um, you know, it was only a few weeks ago that Matt, Matt Taylor kind of expected a huge turn, not a huge turnover, but he, he kind of went on the record to say that he expects the squad to look very different by the end of the transfer window and they've signed one player since. So, you know, things change, the complex, the, the, the complexion changes um, and the outlook changes. So, you know, what you never really know what you're going to get in the last week of the transfer window. So you just got to sit tight and hope for the best. Yeah, hope for the best indeed. Um, that When that's out of the way on Friday at midnight, it'll be, uh, well, it won't be long after the, the deadline finishes, Ollie, that you'll be turning the ignition on the car and heading up to uh, heading up to Carlisle, which is going to be a long, long trip on, on Saturday. They haven't had the best start to the season, uh, managed by uh, former Salad Man Paul Simpson. They're down the bottom, um, down in the bottom places. I'm guessing, you know, Salah are going to have to turn in a little bit of a better performance um, than they did on, on Saturday. Like you say, the luck can only sort of keep going for so long and, you know, you will get found out on the road. If you don't put the performances in, but yeah. saying that, you know, back-to-back away wins would be would be a sensational seven days for Shrewsbury, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I perhaps feel like I've been a little bit negative on this podcast, and and I actually don't think there's a lot of things to be positive about with this Shrewsbury team. You know, they've picked up nine points from the first five games. You know that that's a good return. That is a good return, and they have performed well in games and not got their rewards. I mean, I wasn't at Lincoln, so so I, so I don't know. But from from what I gather, they performed well in that game but just couldn't quite put the ball in the onion bag. And then they got punished for it and ran out of steam a bit in the second half. So I think there are a lot, a lot of positive signs, which is very good, which is exactly what you need. But Shrewsbury will just be, they will, you know, Matt Taylor said it himself. He knew himself. He said, I, you know, I expect us to perform better next week after a week on the training ground. So that's what they'll be looking for, a performance and a result. It'd be a good point. If they can go to Carlisle and get a point, that'd be a good result. Yeah, no, it certainly would be. Now, last week, I was, uh, as you know, I was on holiday, probably at the time you were You're recording. On holiday. Uh, whoa, steady, steady. By the time, by the time you were recording the podcast, I was probably on the golf course. Um, Nathan Jude was in my spot and, and he had a little competition last week to win a free time shirt. No one won it because your prediction uh, was wrong. Yeah, I was close. Though, wasn't I? You were close, yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to be bringing that back once a month. Um, chance for, for a Salad fan to win, whether it's a train the top or a... Or a salop sh- uh, shirt. Um, we'll see. We'll bring that back in a few weeks' time. Um, but even though we got no prize, I'm still going to ask you for a, a score prediction for Saturday. I may have said draw would be a good point. Where are you going with your uh, your score prediction? Two each. Two each. Did you go for two each last? No, you went for one each last week, didn't you? One each yeah. last week. No, I, to be actually, yeah, yeah, two each. Two yeah. each. No, score, score draw, score draw. I'm open for an entertaining game. Score draw. There it's a busy weekend. To... It's a busy weekend for me, isn't it, Johnny? There you go. There you go. It is another busy week indeed. It's been a good week so far for Salop in terms of the result. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Good news on Jordan Shipley. Potentially new recruits on Friday, and then a win at Carlisle would really top off a terrific seven days for Salop. But we'll wait and see if that does happen. Ollie, thank you as always for your time, um, and thank you to the Salop fans for tuning in to this week's Shrews Views. We'll be back again next week. Until next time, goodbye.